Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter Service from the Cordes Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Oposui, a beloved son of Bishop Daniel Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Why don't you stand to your feet and let us pray. If you're sitting at the back, you want to just come forward a little bit. There are a few seats in the front. Let's come forward. A lot of people are not here today, so we don't want the place to feel too hollow. So if you can just fill these three rows in the front. Let's leave the back to those who come in late. Let us pray. I want to just take a few moments and just thank God for being here, for giving you this privilege and this blessing to hear his word, to receive his word, to receive direction, to receive instruction. The Bible says that all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction in righteousness, that a man of God may be made perfect unto every good work. So pray that as you receive this word, as you receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to save you, which is able to bring correction, which is able to bring direction, which is able to bring life, Pray that your, your, your life will be transformed by the words that you receive and the words that you hear. Words have the power to change your life. So pray that when you hear the words of God, when you hear the Bible being read out to you, the words of the Bible being read out to you, when you hear the gospel of Jesus, when you hear the teachings in the Bible, pray that it will have an effect on your life. Pray that you will not remain the same week in and week out as you come in and as you go. Pray that the Word of God would not come in through one ear and get out through the other. Pray that you will not miss what God's plan is for your life because you couldn't hear or because you didn't receive it so pray for yourself this afternoon and tell God to speak to you tell God to speak to you tell God to open your ears and remove whatever it is that blocks you from hearing from him pray and ask him to open you up to receive his word. Pray and ask God to take away any spirit of heaviness and any spirit of depression and any spirit that forms a weight and serves as a weight over you and over your life, over your mind, any clouds that are hovering over your mind that 
prevent you from hearing and receiving the word of God. That prevents you from receiving understanding. Pray for yourself right now and ask God to remove these clouds in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray. Don't, don't stand there. Don't be quiet. You need to pray. You need to open your mouth. You need to speak. You need to speak. So begin to speak. Lift up your voice and speak. Yeah. Now I want you to also speak to the devil and tell the devil to take his hands off you. Right now. Speak and tell the devil, you have no place in my life. You have no power over my body. You have no power over my mind. You have no power over my emotions. Pray right now. Open your mouth and speak to the devil and tell the devil to let go of you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Don't play shy with the devil. Don't, 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 don't entertain him at all. Don't allow him to, to have his way in your life and around you. Bind him right now. Speak to him right now. In the name of Jesus. Devil, we bind your works. We bind your influence. We bind your effect in our lives and over our minds in the name of Jesus. Take your hand and take your, your, your influence off us in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. That your word says that we shall trample over serpents and scorpions and they shall do us no harm. We thank you that we are seated in high places far above every principality, every power, and anything that lifts up itself against us. We thank you, Jesus, for the power that you have given to us, the power that is made available to us, that causes us to trample over the demons and over the devil and over his cohorts and over everything and anything that stands as a block and stands as an impediment in our lives. We use the power of God. We release the power of God. We bind the devil in the name of Jesus. In our lives, in our minds, in our careers, in our academic work, anywhere and any form that the devil seeks to influence us and to have a role and have a say, we, 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 we bind it in the name of Jesus. Devil, we bind your works. We bind your influence. We bind your, 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 your presence. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Holy Spirit, come take absolute control of every life, of every mind, of every spirit of every soul in this place Holy Spirit take control Holy Spirit take control Holy Spirit take I, I need a few people to pray this afternoon just, just lift up your voice and pray just lift up your voice don't just stand there I tell you don't just stand there don't just stand there don't be a statue at this time don't, don't just be standing there you need to lift up your voice and pray I said lift up your voice and pray open your mouth and speak right now Speak right now. Speak right now. In the name of Jesus. Come at Tolama Shatali Abadolene. 
Me con talima la doli basatolia mandaraba sondele macarando son talima la nanemi. Zemono se catala mandola neneme, shendala matole abadaya. Meka doli malandoli marabadoston talamandalea. Reme kadoli masando libada. Zimatalia matolinga balobri niba doste ni malando santa libra nonde. Nikatali malode rabalando simbala kadolia masonde ne mandori. Iskamando libando sindelina dolobra stonina makatali malode. Melo de lende masonda libra noske timbalada rando stinka lamo meina inalosti inalamo usandi lamada ramadoleshe. Yes, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for the Spirit of God that is in this place. Jesus, have your way. We lift up your name. For your name is above every other name. Your word says at the mention of your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that indeed Jesus is Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seats. You know, um, you have to believe, if, if you are a Christian, you have to believe in spiritual things, hallelujah. You have to believe in the Holy Spirit, you have to believe in the influence of the Holy Spirit, and you have to believe that God... intervenes in the affairs of human life. Hallelujah. You have to believe that there is a spiritual side to this world that we live in, what you see. There's also a spiritual dimension. And the Bible says that God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So you can never take for granted the spiritual dimension of your walk with God. It's not something that you can or should take. It's not something that you should take lightly at all. Amen. You must understand that if you are going to have any real success in your life, uh, you are going to have to be able to deal with spiritual things. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but throughout the Bible, there was always the influence of God and the Spirit of God before things actually worked out. 
things just didn't happen. God had to get involved before things happened. And the devil is always in there trying to mess things up, mess you up, mess your life up, always trying to influence what God is trying to do. So you need to be able to take the, the, the battle, you need to be able to take the battle into a spiritual realm. And that happens through prayer. Anything that you are doing, you need to bring in a prayer or you need to bring in a spiritual dimension through prayer. Are you with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? I can stay on this thing for two days, I'm telling you, but I'm, I, I want you to understand that everything that you are doing and everything that your life consists of, you need to be able to bring in a supernatural or a spiritual dimension. And usually, if not always, that dimension comes through prayer. When you invoke God's influence and God's spirit, you do that through prayer. And that is really how to, um, to succeed or to make it. Because without the prayer and without the involvement of the Holy Spirit, there isn't much that you can do. There isn't much that you would be able to accomplish. Most of us here, if not all of us here, we are looking to accomplish something in our lives. We are looking for, we are looking towards the future with hope. We are looking towards the future with a lot of, um, a lot of expectation, anticipation. Dreams. What else? Excitement. Hope. Joy. See, I, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit right now. Before, I wasn't feeling it too much. Sometimes you have to bring your own Wi-Fi because the hotspot will not work. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you have to bring your own Wi-Fi. MiFi. I used to have a small uh, device like that. It's called a MiFi. You put it in your pocket, and then you have Wi-Fi all the time. Yeah, until your battery dies. Then you lose, you lose internet. This is several years ago. In certain places where Wi-Fi doesn't always 
It doesn't always connect. But sometimes you come to church and you can't connect. You are spiritually, the atmosphere is not very, you know. But I'm saying that you must always allow for God's influence to enter your life in the situation, whatever situation you find yourself in. So you see, when you are not praying and when you are not bringing in the Holy Spirit, you are not bringing in God into this thing that we call life, you are making a mistake. You are allowing the devil to have his way. From the smallest issue in your life to the largest and greatest battle that you will ever face. If you don't learn how to invoke God and bring God into it, you won't do very well. You can hear all the inspiring sermons. You can hear all the powerful teachings. You can go online and, and read about all the powerful wisdom strategies. But if you don't learn to bring God into your life and into your situation through prayer, you would miss out on something. It will not work. Are you with me? Yeah, it will not work. You can do everything that you, you, you can think of. But if you will not pray and if you will not bring the Spirit of God into your condition or situation, you will be missing out on something. Because, you see, we live in a spiritual world. And there are so many things that are going on around us that you can't see. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was reading the news the other day, and they said that, um, uh, what is the guy's name? The Russian president, what is his name? Putin. He said that the Russians are trying to influence, it's not that they are trying, they have already started influencing the 2020 election. Yeah, they are already, so some, somebody, one of the intelligence guys, the chief intelligence guys, went to um, Congress and told them, they, they had a meeting and told them that this is what's happening. The people have already started. They did it in 2016, and a certain man won, you see. And he said that they didn't help him. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so it became a big issue, and anyway, that one passed. And they started doing it again in 2020, I mean, for 2020 election. You and I are sitting here, we have no idea that that thing is actually happening. But it's actually happening. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? If I ask you today, how is Russia influencing the next election? You have no idea. Meanwhile, you go and vote, and you feel that when you are going to vote, you are voting because you have thought about what you, and who you want to vote and why you are voting, and you go and choose exactly who you want to vote for. But <laughs> somebody else somewhere apparently has been able to develop something to influence your decision and you don't even realize it. And you will go and you, you will vote and you will say that I voted and get a sticker and put it there and say I voted. But you don't realize that something else influenced you. That is exactly what is happening in your life as a Christian. There are things that are influencing you that you don't even see, you don't even realize it. You don't even know. So I'm like the chief intelligence officer who has come to announce that, look, the devil is manipulating. He's already in it. He's doing things. And you are looking at me and I'm like, look, get on with your message. Get on with your message. Whatever he came to preach, get, get on with it. But you don't know that just tomorrow, just tomorrow, you are going to make a decision that will forever change your life. And you would have thought that it was your own decision, but you didn't know that there was something else behind the scene that was affecting you and causing you to make that choice. Meanwhile, as far as you are concerned, you have been thinking about it. You have decided that, oh, I'm going to go in this direction. You've considered multiple things. You have, you have, you have, you have been thinking, planning, doing all that you have to do. And so you feel that tomorrow or Tuesday, when you make that decision and you make that move, it is entirely because of your thoughts, your, 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 your desires, your plans for the future, how you analyze things, your wisdom, your discussion with your wife or your beloved or whatever, your father, your mother, whatever. And so you are making the right move. That's what you think but you don't know that the thing is actually spiritual. And so until you pray about these things and bring God into the picture, you, you, you know David and, um, David and Goliath, the story of David and Goliath, it's a very interesting, I mean, very, very, very deep thing. You know, and so 1 Samuel chapter 17, you find that story there. What's my, how much time do I have? Okay, five minutes. Let me talk about this and then we'll go into what we came to share. David, Goliath said something very interesting to um, David. He said, chapter 17, first Samuel. He said, he said to David, do you come to me with sticks and stones? Because you are coming to fight Goliath. And mighty, the Bible said that he was more than is it eight, nine feet tall? I'm six, six, just slightly more than six feet. So imagine from here to here on top of my head. That's nine feet. So from here to here is three feet plus. So all this on top of my head. Nine feet, like right there, where the, um, the flag, whatever it is, where the, yeah, the red thing around there. Nine feet strong. Do you have it? Do you have the scripture? Yeah. 
So he was a huge, a mighty man. He said, a mighty man of valor. He came, the whole army of Israel, for 40 days, 40 nights, he will come, morning and evening, he will come and tell them that, look, just bring your greatest person. Let him come and fight. I am putting my entire nation on the line. If you, if you bring someone and I lose the battle, this guy takes over. The whole country belongs to you. And then he said in... in um, a champion named Goliath. So go all the nine feet tall. Go, go all the way down there somewhere around the 20th verse. He said, he said, he said, do you come to me with uh, where is it? Yeah, what will be done? Blah, blah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Do you come with me? He said to David, am I a dog that you come with me with sticks? Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? Do you, do you understand what's going on? He's fighting a mighty warrior. He's about to um, make the biggest move of his life. This was the biggest move of David's life. This is the one thing that he did that catapulted him into prominence when he was able to defeat Goliath. From then, he was marked. Everybody knew his name. And he was making the move, coming at this giant with sticks. Unprecedented. Derek, can you hear me? Volume is fine. Okay. And go back. And then he said, and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Now, that changes the whole equation. <laughs> because, you see, what was happening was, you were, we, this is just a fight. You fight me, I fight you. You punch me, I punch you. We keep punching, punching, punching till one person drops. Then the person who drops loses the battle. And the person who is still standing, even if he has blood all over his face, even his, his eyes are out, whatever, he is the winner. Are you understanding? That's the battle. You punch, I punch. You punch, I punch. But before David could punch or before David could throw his first um, blow, <laughs> the Philistine did something. He said he cursed David by his gods. He now moved the battle from a physical battle to a spiritual battle. It's changed. The battle has completely changed. You see, but you, you are still thinking that it is just going to be, I punch, you punch. I punch, you punch. I punch, you punch. But the man has moved into the spirit. He's cursed you by his gods. Look at it. Next verse. Come here, he said. I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. He, he, he goes to explain, continues to explain to David what he's actually going to do to him. 
Then David said, so after this Philistine had spoken and had changed the parameters of the battle from a physical battle to a spiritual battle, what does David do? Or what did he do? He said, you come against me with the sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Is that what it says? Yeah, whom you have defiled. He said, this day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. So you can see clearly that what was going to be I punch you punch has now completely changed. This man is saying that my gods, I will curse you, I curse you by my gods. This man too is saying that um, my, my, what, almighty, go back to the desert. I come against you in the name of the Lord almighty. Are you with me? Are you understanding? I'm just sharing my quiet time with you. That, that is all I'm doing. So you see that for David to be successful, he, he, had to, he had to modify and change the, 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 he had to adjust because the battle had changed. And many of us, we go through our lives not realizing that what the battle we thought we were fighting or the walk of faith that we thought we were on, it has changed. Something has changed. And we also need to adjust. Yeah. If, if you won't rise up and bring God into your life in a real way, in a prayerful way, if you will not sit up and stop playing nice and stop playing church and stop playing friendly games and being sweet and just juicy church Christianity. If you will not stop that thing and move into a more serious Christian walk, knowing that there is something called the adversary that is against you that is influencing the election that you cannot see. That you think that you are going to vote. Put your thing there and vote. I have voted. Put your sticker on your chest and say, I voted. Meanwhile, somebody else has influenced your vote. And at the end of the day, you are like, ah, how? I remember very much four years ago when a certain president won the election. Everybody was shocked. It's like, how? How did he win? Nobody could believe it. Nobody could believe it. Up to today, the, the, best, the woman who lost, she still can't believe it. 
still can't believe. Nobody has been able to explain because it's like the man's popularity, the person who won, his popularity actually increased after the election. Not before the election. Before the election, nobody even came out to say that. A lot of people were like, oh, is this? Even the people who support him today, they were against him. The question is, who did they vote for? they vote for? So, I, I, I came to announce to you today that you have to bring God into your life. Whatever you are doing, don't, be, don't joke about it. Don't play sweet and nice about it. Don't play next time. Don't procrastinate. Say, oh, in future, I'll pray. Things will get better. Things will get better. Don't just sit there and say things will get better. Or one day you'll get serious. Or one day something. Get it now. Bring it, bring it into your life now. Bring God into your life now. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you understand? Just give me a wave if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The battle has changed. Look, David, go, go back to uh, uh, first Samuel. David had to immediately adjust. The man says, you are coming at me with sticks and stones. And he cursed him with his gods, by his gods. Do you think that if his gods didn't have power, he would curse him with his gods? <laughs> he knew what his gods could do. So he was invoking that thing before he even starts the battle. He's like, this thing will take care of you. Yeah, because he's like, ah, this small thing, what am I going to do? I mean, you might get lost in between my legs. I wouldn't even know what to do. I'm nine feet. You are just about five feet or something. When I was, I was praying recently, I was praying, and as I was praying, I, I, I just heard the words, speak back. Just speak back. When you're praying, you have, to, you have to talk to the devil. Because sometimes the devil is speaking to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes the devil speaks to you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you are so spiritual and you are so holy that the devil doesn't come. He doesn't, he doesn't say anything to you. Yeah. Even Jesus, thank you very much. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. Even Jesus. Look at me. I'm not Jesus. Nowhere near Jesus. Even Jesus. The devil was speaking to him. Clearly, so much, so clearly that he could even write it down somewhere and tell somebody that the devil spoke to me on that mountain. <laughs> even Jesus. Ah, I need to give you an offering. Even Jesus, the devil was speaking to him. So, as I was praying, I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, speak back to the devil. Speak back to him. Speak back to him. I didn't, he didn't tell me that the devil spoke to Jesus. He didn't tell me that. But now that I think about it, I'm like, that is true. Because Jesus actually spoke back to the devil. Yeah. Jesus actually spoke back to He said, cast yourself down. It's whatever. What did he say? He said something. And Jesus said that, um, um, Jesus said, man might not, must not live by bread alone. 
He said, man must not live by bread alone. He said, oh, he, he had to speak back to him for the devil to go away. And if you are here today, I want to tell you that, listen, listen, I, I, I was praying and, the, and God said to me, speak back. He didn't just say to me, go and, re, go and sleep, everything will be okay. I've taken care of the situation. You are fine. You are cool. Chill out. Relax. <laughs> It would have been good if he said that. I would have loved it if he said, you know what? Just go and enjoy. Go have dinner. Organize some. What? Party. Yeah, organize some party. But he said, no, speak back to the devil. So I had to speak back. And then as I'm reading the scripture, I realized that after... Goliath spoke to David, you know, and said those things. Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks and the Philistine cares, David? He had to now rise up and also say something to Goliath. He had to say something to him. He He didn't just start fighting. You have to say something. Sometimes you have to, you, you, you need to open your mouth and speak to the devil. Yeah, that, that is actually the battle. It's not just, yeah, that one is good, it's there. But you also have to learn to speak back. You see this battle? It was a, it was a speaking. I speak, you speak. I speak, you speak. I speak, you speak. Nobody has thrown a punch. I speak, you speak. Nobody has thrown a, 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 a what was, what, the stones that David threw. Before he threw one stone, he was speaking. He was speaking. He was telling him that, look, I am going to get, the man said, I will give you to the beds of the earth. David also said, I will also give you to the beds of the earth. Because sometimes the devil will come to you and speak to you and say, hey, look, this thing that you're doing, it won't work. You won't amount to anything. This is, this is, this is, this is. And then you have to tell the devil that, hey, devil, young, oh, not young man, old serpent, devil. <laughs> I am telling you that the God that I serve. David said, you remember, David said to David said to Sinso, I promise you, I'll finish preaching in 15 minutes. This thing that I have four points. I'll give you all the four points. 15 minutes before we leave. You trust me. Watch me. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry about the time. What is it? 12, 204. Chill. 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 I'm almost done. Four points. I'll give it to you. Boom, 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 boom. And then we go. Listen. <laughs> David said to King Saul, he said to King Saul, he said, I used to take care of my father's sheep. And then a lion and a bear came for one of my lambs. Is, it that, is that what he said? I think it's either 16 or 17, I don't know, somewhere there. He said, he, 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 a, a lion and a bear came for one of my lambs. Next verse. And I went after it and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. 
<laughs> and when it turned on me, I seized it by the beard. Uh, which version is this? I, I like the King James Version. Go back to King James Version, please. Uh-huh. He says, and I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard. Do you know who he's talking about? A lion. <laughs> he caught him by the beard. A lion. And smote him and slew him. The servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be one of them, seeing that he had defied the armies of the living God. Listen, you, you really, really need to understand the power and the necessity of prayer. Yeah. You need to understand it. I wish, I wish that, you see, you, you go back home. Like as you have come to church and you, you finish church and you go back home, it will not be the case that for the next seven days, you will not pray again, and then you come back on Sunday to come and hear another sermon and check off the box that, look, I went to church. I wish that it will not be said of you that when the lion and the bear come, you know, sometimes problems come in twos. Yeah. You thought that the lion was enough. No. It's a lion and it's a bear. Each one can destroy you. Yeah. Each one. You, you thought that you were marrying. Oh, now you have married. Come and see. Problem. A lion problem and then a bear problem. After the lion, the marriage lion problem. Now you have a bear problem. You wanted to marry, wanted to marry, wanted to, then you marry. You wanted to go to school. You wanted to do a particular course. You did. You tried you, everything you could do to get into that program. Now you got it. Then the pepper. <laughs> then the pepper has started in your eyes. We shall score you. We shall put pepper in your eyes. Have you heard that song before? We shall put pepper in your eyes. We shall score you. We shall put pepper in your eyes. A lion and a bear. Sorry, Alan. Iron, what the lion and a bear. Double problems. And so, if you haven't built the capacity to, 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 to pray and to lift up your voice and speak and, and invoke God into your life and into your situation, things are not always going to go the way you expect them to go. That's, that's what I want to share with you. You see, I'm not, I'm not sharing this to you. It's not like I have some problem that I've, I'm, I'm in trouble and I've come to tell you that. No, 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 no. That, don't even get, don't, 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 don't make that mistake. I, I just feel that this, I should share this with you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I hope it helps you. Yeah. I hope that you, you, you rise up and sit up 
you know, as a real Christian should sit up and begin to understand that God, you need to bring God into your life. Bring God into your, your, your situation. Bring God into whatever you are dealing with. Bring God into whatever you are working on. Bring God into everything that you are doing. Bring God into it. Yeah, bring God into it. Bring God into it. And then let the battle be a spiritual battle. Don't fight it physically. Let it be a spiritual battle. If the guy says that, I guess you by my God, and I'm going to do this, you to say, listen, young man, young Mr. Goliath, I also, I can call upon my God. Because the Bible says that it, they shall call upon me and I will answer. As for God, when you call upon him, he will answer. Which means that if you don't call upon him, he's quiet listening and watching you. And waiting. And waiting. And waiting. Before you realize the battle is over. So anyway, benefits of bearing fruits. Four points. Let's go. Number one. Are you with me? We've been talking about what? What it means to be called, right? Okay, so when you are called, you are called to bear fruit as a Christian, as a believer. So number one, what does it mean to bear fruit? When you bear fruit, it proves that you are a real Christian. Matthew chapter 7 verse 20. Matthew chapter 7 verse 20. I'm, I'm telling you, we'll be out of here at 2.30. You'll be surprised. Those of you who doubt my... my yeah, my timekeeping skills, you are, you are all in for a shock. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. By your fruits, we will know you. When you are going to marry, you don't look out for someone's uh, looks. You don't check out the person's looks and the size of his pocket or the size of his wallet. Maybe you see that anytime he's walking, the back pocket is... Is filled up like that. Maybe it's just credit cards, or it's just um, business cards, <laughs> or pieces of paper, or receipts, receipts <laughs> that are in the pocket. There's nothing there, so you are looking at it and thinking that this is someone powerful, but. Look, there's nothing, a certain guy, a certain friend of mine, is a pastor now, before, he used, every time he's, he has this wallet, big wallet, this, like, ah, but you wallet, this is all this. So one day we just grab the wallet and we open the wallet. Oh, right, my paper. I mean, no credit, no, even credit cards, no, not even a debit card. Just paper and phone numbers, goat markets, phone number. Oh. Where to get plantain, where to get kenke, where to get goat meat. I mean, all kinds of things. There's so money in it. You see. So don't look at the outward appearance of things when making a decision or making a choice. It's not just about marriage, anything at all. Don't just look. People can deceive you. You can go and look. One day I saw a certain guy. I, I, I saw him on Instagram. I mean, I met, I met him personally, you know, Cool, nice, nice brother. 
Then I saw him several months later. I saw him on Instagram. My goodness. Hey! I was shocked. I mean, I literally thought that this guy lives in Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe he had some house in Beverly Hills. I mean, the way he was dressed. And, the, I mean, the, the portrait mode pictures. <laughs> and the way the guy was presenting himself on the, even the name, the name was different. Oh, yeah. And I said to myself, hey, if you, if you fall in love with this guy, based on his Instagram posts and his pictures and things, you'll be very deceived because I went to his house. <laughs> I have been to his house and I know that this is not this guy. It's a different guy. It's a different guy. It's a different guy. You see, so the Bible says that by their fruits you will know them. Not by their looks, not by the way they come and smile in church. Not by, your real Christianity is not by your smiling face and what you do sitting down there being sweet. It is by your fruits. So if you have no fruits, you have no real Christianity. No Christianity. You need to show me your fruits. And then we'll know your Christianity. Yeah. Many Christians, they don't have, they can't point to anybody and say that, oh, this is my, my soul. This is somebody that I've, I've natured. This is somebody that I've brought up. This is someone that I minister to. Nothing. It's nothing like that. It's just you, you in the church, and that's it. No fruit. Your real Christianity begins to show. How do you know when you see, uh, when you plant an orange tree here, and you plant a lemon tree next to it, and they start growing? You can almost not tell which one is orange and which one is lemon. They will all grow up like that. It is only when they start to bear fruits that you can tell the difference between this and that. So if you have two people sitting there, Sharon and Seto, uh, um, Seto, sitting next to each other like that, you can't tell. You can't tell. You really cannot tell. You really cannot tell. They are just there. You can't tell. But when they begin to bear fruit, then you will know that, ah, so, all along, this was the real fruits. This was the real Christian. So, as a shepherd and as a Christian and someone who really wants to serve God and who loves God, what really is going to show that what you say is really what you mean is when you begin to bear fruit. When you begin to bear fruit. Number two. Bearing fruit preserves your own kind in the church. Genesis chapter 7 verse 3. Genesis chapter 7 verse 3. God said to Noah, he said, Of fowls also of the air by seven, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of the earth. Another version says, start from verse, verse 2. Verse 2, it says, take along seven pairs of each animal 
that I have approved for eating and for sacrifice and take one pair of each of the others. Then select seven pairs of every kind of bed. There must be a male and a female in each pair to ensure that every kind of living creature will survive the flood. Another version says that to ensure that the species are preserved. Yeah. Preserving the species. You see, God puts you in the church because a certain kind of person will only respond to you and to your type of person. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. God preserves the species. He preserves, he says, make sure or to ensure that every kind of living creature will survive the flood. Your type must survive. You are surviving because someone else needs you to survive. Not me, you. If I survive, it may not, it may not really affect somebody. But if you don't survive, someone is down. Someone is finished. It's finished. If you don't make it, someone is finished. Yeah. There are certain places when you go to. <laughs> One day someone said, I read, I, I, I actually watched him, a certain professor, he was speaking. And he said that, let me see, anybody here from Africa? Okay, anybody who is not from Africa, before I say what I was about to say. Okay, everybody, okay, good. All right. He said that, he said that there's no way you can get rid of corruption in Africa. He said it's impossible. He said he has done research. He's <laughs> a law professor, very intelligent. Actually, he taught me. I took one of his classes many years ago. Very smart guy. He said that he has done extensive research. Yeah. He's a Ghanaian professor, and he was doing this. He was speaking in Nigeria. You know, and he said that he has done extensive research all over the continent. And he said that you cannot get rid of corruption in Africa. It's impossible. Because, and one of his main reasons was that, because the social structure depends on it. The social structure depends. He said that somebody's school fees depends on someone being corrupt. Yeah. The food that someone will eat depends on someone stealing money from the government. And so if you try to stop it and cut it off completely, so many people's lives are going to be destroyed. So it's impossible. I mean, it was the first time I actually heard someone, and he had facts, he had scientific, it was a scientific research. <laughs> yeah. You see, so some powerful man somewhere being very, very, very corrupt, you look at him and you are angry with him. But what you don't know is that there are so many people in his village who line up. A certain rich man said when he goes to his village, he sits in his house, he's built a mansion in his village. He goes there every weekend, Friday, he's sitting there, he goes back, um, back to the city on Monday. He says that on Sunday or Saturday, there's a line, there's a queue from his door all the way around the back of his house. This one comes it's like, I need money for my school fees. 
my child is sick, she's in the hospital, I need to get, uh, there's a funeral, I need to do this, I need to do, one after the other. And then he takes the money, he gives it to them, each person gives the money, gives, 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 gives. So on Monday, when he goes back to work, what do you think he's going to do? <laughs> what do you think he's going to do? Yeah, because there are people waiting for him to survive. People waiting for him. You see, so in the same way, you as a Christian, you need to really be solid and strong because when you are down, a lot of people are going to suffer. And you cannot let that happen. Hallelujah. Number three. It will bring, bearing fruit, it will bring you so much joy. Psalm 127 verse 3. It says, Lo, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Verse 4. As arrows in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Then verse 5 says that happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gates. Uh, time will not allow me to go into this thing for, 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 I mean, go deep into these things. But I just want you to, so, to, to, to understand that when you bear fruit, it brings you a lot of joy. When a woman gives birth to a child, she's filled with a lot of joy. Inexplicable joy. Yeah. Even though it can be very embarrassing and can be very painful. I mean, you can't give birth wearing your clothes. You have to, I mean, naked like a banana. <laughs> yeah, in the hospital. Strangers will come Every hour, they'll come, let me check. Then they'll check. <laughs> different, sometimes different people will come. Let me check. Then they'll come and check. This one will come. They'll come and check. Come and check. Isn't it true? Don't you do that? It happens all the time. You check. This person sometimes a student. 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 Doesn't know anything. She, too, she comes and says she wants to check. Check what? It can be very embarrassing. But you see, if you are looking at the embarrassment, you would miss out on the joy. Yeah. If you are, if you are afraid of the pain, you will miss out on the joy. There is, there is, there is so much pain before the baby is actually born. And then when the baby comes, it's almost as though you forget all the pain. You forget all the embarrassment. You forget all the fear. And then immediately you want to have another one. <laughs> immediately you see that they want to have another one. John chapter 16 verse 21. Look at it. Look at what it says there. You, look, I'm not saying it. They, they ask them, those who have had babies. Those who have not even had, they want to have. A woman, when she is in travail, had sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the pain, the anguish, for joy that a man is born into the world. 
Wow. It's beautiful. Bearing fruit brings you a lot of joy. See, when you have more children, you'll be happier. Yeah. I'm talking about spiritual children at this point. Some of you are analyzing me. No, but even physical children, the more children, the more children you have. I mean, I would have loved to have more children. But you see, I spoke, I spoke to the Lord. And the Lord said that he'll give me spiritual children. So it's okay. Whatever I have is fine. It's okay. It's okay. Plus, my wife, too, was not very keen on it. You see. But, yeah, more children, you'll be happy. More spiritual children, you'll be happy. If this place is full, you will all be happy. With children, you see, you, you see, Seto has six children, spiritual children. Excuse me, spiritual children. <laughs> spiritual children. There's joy. Hallelujah. Then finally, number four. Who's organizing the communion? Get it ready. Okay, we're about to share communion. Number four. Bearing fruit will cause you not to be ashamed in the day of judgment. In the day of judgment. Hallelujah. When you bear fruit, you will not be ashamed in the day of judgment. Many people, or when you go into a cemetery, a lot of the time, there's a particular scripture that, sh- that is written on a lot of um, gravestones or tombstones. And that scripture is in Romans, sorry, Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Look at it, and then we go. Revelation chapter 14, verse 13. Is it? It said, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord, for henceforth, from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Yeah. When you arrive at the judgment seat, you will see that it is your works that you did. Not your money. Not your nice jacket, but your works are what follow you. So people write on the gravestones, uh, rest from labor, rest in peace, rest from whatever, rest, 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 rest. Because it's like when the person dies, then the person starts to rest. It's like before that, before then, you were just Laboring, laboring, laboring. So you see, as a Christian, you must, put, you must have that thing in your mind. You say, I must labor, I must work, I must work. Don't, it's not, life should not just be about relaxing and chilling and it's like, oh, we are tired. Every time you are tired, every time, why are you always tired? Why are you always tired? Do some works so that your works will follow you. The thing, the real thing that will follow you are the works and the works that you do for God. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and let us pray. I want you to close your eyes. Thank God for this afternoon. Thank God for his word. I believe strongly in my heart that 
God has spoken to some of you. And it is the beginning of a new phase in your life. So thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Say, Lord, thank you for a new face. Thank you for a word that is taking me into a new face in my life. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for speaking to us today, teaching us what it means to bear fruit. Father, we thank you for reminding us that our real joy is linked to the fruit that we bear. We thank you. Give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's take our communion now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We ask, Lord, that you would sanctify this meal as we come before you, before your table. We pray, Lord, that you would cause the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus to work a new thing in our lives, in our bodies. That as we eat, as we drink, we drink life, we drink hope, we drink a better life, a better future. We drink knowing that our promises in you are yea and amen. We thank you that we serve a God who is always faithful, who is always ready to answer our prayers. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. So I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see. Hallelujah. Lift it up. Close your eyes, lift it up, and speak to God and say, Tell God something. Tell Him as you eat His body, may you receive life. Yeah. Speak and ask for life. In Jesus' name, pray. Pray for a few minutes. Pray for a few minutes. 
Father, we thank you for your body that is broken for us. Father, we ask, O oh God, that we would receive freshness, we'll receive life, we'll receive life, we'll receive life in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your body. Lift it up and say the body of Jesus Christ. Say it again, the body of Jesus Christ. Say it one more time. Say the body of Jesus Christ. And eat it. Take the cup. Say this is the blood of Jesus. I don't think you are saying it very confidently. It's like you are not sure what you are doing. Say this is the blood of Jesus. Say it one more time. The blood of Jesus. Say it again, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I want you to, I, 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 only want, I only ask you to say it multiple times because I want you to actually say it. There is no ritual to it. I just want you to open your mouth and say that this is the blood of Jesus. This is the blood of Jesus. Drink it. I'll pray with you. Close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we invoke the power in the blood of Jesus. The power that is able to cleanse sin and cleanse iniquity and cleanse any evil thoughts in our minds, any evil desires in our hearts. That same power that is able to wash us, cleanse us, make us new that same power that raised Christ from the dead ah that same power that is working in us today and is causing us both to will and to do of his good pleasure I pray in the name of Jesus that that power oh God will fight for us and help us in every battle that we are fighting in every sphere of our lives in anything that we find ourselves doing Lord May that power be available to us to cause us to prevail in the name of Jesus. May we not be defeated. May we not be destroyed. May we not be depressed. May we not be embarrassed. May we not be called failures. May our enemies not have joy over us. May them that seek our downfall, Lord, may they not, oh God, have reason to rejoice in the name of Jesus. But may you lift us up, oh God, Lift us up and cause us to shine. May, may we be like the light, oh God, that you have called us to be. May our light so shine and bring, oh God, illumination to the many people that are around us that you have called us onto. We thank you. Let there be a testimony, oh God. Cause us to break forth in joy and break forth in laughter and break forth in dancing because of the mighty works and the miracles that you have worked in our lives. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, we pray and we say that the devil is bound in our lives in Jesus' name. Every work of the enemy is, 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 is strangled in the name of Jesus. Every thought of the devil to bring us down and to cause us to, to be defeated, we, we break it and we destroy it in Jesus' name. 
Father, we pray for our church, Lord. We pray for this church. We ask, oh God, that you will cause this church to stand. Cause this church to stand. Anything, oh God, against this church that has come against this church, we bind it in Jesus' name. Let the love of God permeate every aspect of this church and cause this church to rise and rise and rise, to grow and grow and grow, to be filled with your spirit in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone standing here, Lord. I commit their lives, their futures, Lord. I commit, oh God, their jobs. I commit their academic work. I commit, oh God, their families, their children, their parents, their brothers, their sisters, Lord. I commit it into your hands, Lord. Father, I pray that, Lord, you will cause, oh God, them to have victory. Victory in all things. Victory in every area, oh God. In every area of their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. With thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the Word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Codes Family Church, University City, Philadelphia, or call 267-809-5530. Thank you and God richly bless you. Come love